0: From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. DD Dee Denslow is digging deeper on today's News Talk
1: TNT Radio. Uh, welcome back to TNT radio. Yes, you're here with me, DD Denslow, uh, on the, the first Sunday of 2024, the first Sunday, uh, digging deeper here on TNT radio. And I have got quite psyched, which is good because I've got a bit of man flu going on. So I need to be a bit psyched. Uh, I've got some great guests coming up for you today. First up, and I've been trying to get the guy, I believe he's just popped into the green room, which is great. I've been trying to get this guy on, uh, for or most of twenty twenty three, uh Piers Corbyn. Uh, weatherman, astrophysicist, leader and director uh, of Long Range Forecasters Weather Action Group uh, and a legendary human rights and freedom activist uh, is joining me today uh, and we will be talking uh, all things climate, all things agenda related, smart cities, AI, uh, uh, digital ID, CBDCs which Nigel Farage has come out and said will be with us. Uh, by 2030. So first up, joining me, hopefully in about five, 10 minutes time is, uh, Pierce Corbin. And I'm super excited, uh, about talking to him. And then coming up at 1pm, I've got Simon Gold joining me. Some of you who are listening, particularly those in the live chat, will know who Simon Gold is. Uh, gold member, gold ingle goldfinger i can never get it right but i'm just saying those things just to get back at him for his terrible chemistry jokes yes simon it is a correspondent for unity news network and i really appreciate him coming in and joining me at 1 p.m at such short notice Uh we have got uh tnt is on youtube it's on rumble it's on odyssey uh we are live right now my face is there uh doing the rounds on twitter uh it's also we're also on facebook uh, and also you can check out the tntradio.live website and uh, where you can listen not only listen to us live, but you can go in and join in uh, on the live chat. I can see there's quite a few people in there. They're all posting away. If you're in there right now, please feel free to ask me some questions. Uh, and you often ask me very pertinent questions. Um, please ask them, particularly uh, for peers um, who will be joining me any second now so we've got in terms of news stories i was just listening uh to that uh that matt uh doing the headlines at the top of the hour uh, and he was talking about the abdication, uh of uh the queen of denmark and handing over the reins to frederick now i don't know very much uh, about the royal family in denmark but similar rumors have been swirling around here in the uk with regards to our own king king West the third King Charles. And apparently, it may well just be a social media rumor flying around, but apparently uh, he had called William and Kate uh, to Buckingham Palace to discuss his own abdication. And you have to wonder uh, if it's happening in Denmark, to save the royal family. It may well be happening here in the UK sometime in the near future. Again, to save the royal family and to hand it over to other WEF affiliates with younger uh, blood. So keep your eye on that. And yes, as I'm talking about the royal family, may as well give uh, Prince Andrew uh, a mention. Uh, Prince Andrew returns, uh, return less likely than ever after a nightmare New, new Year start, uh, Prince Andrew, has been a terrible 2024 so far, it's only a week old, uh, awful headlines being reported to the police, demands him to lose his Windsor home, which we pay for with our taxes. And that's just one week. At Christmas, he was basking in the glow of the royal family, appearing before the public after a Sandringham church service, back in the fold, apparently. But a few days later, he was appearing in a much harsher light of your US court documents about sex offender uh, and serial paedophile and sex trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein, who was also a eugenicist, U- really keen on DNA. If you look into his uh, activities and his uh, business plans surrounding DNA, you'll find it links directly into COVID vaccines and digital IDs, which may come up for discussion today's, uh, during today's show. Uh, much of the information in the unsealed court papers was already known, but once again, it raises the long, embarrassing shadow of his involvement in the circle of disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein. The question has to be asked, what was he doing with these people? Uh, and we all know what he was doing with these people. Uh, he was procuring underage girls from their to have sex with, uh, plenty of photographic, ev- circumstantial photographic ev- evidence that suggests that was the case. Uh, and his own testimony, you know, the man who never sweats, uh, and the guy who went, oh, I was at a pizza parliament when I was supposed to be, uh, you know, sleeping, uh, with this young lady. Um, uh, more is gonna come out. But the fact that the media just call it, oh, it's an embarrassing shadow. No, the guy needs to be arrested, investigated. And if he has committed the crimes that he is being accused of, he needs to be treated like everyone else and chucked into a cell and the keys Thrown away, and I'm sure there could be nobody who would disagree with me uh, that that is the action that needs to be taken against paedophiles, uh, unless you're a paedophile yourself and you go, oh, "I'm not not really keen on that type of action." Uh, other story, uh, peers still waiting to to, to see him uh, appear on my screen, but I hope you can hear me because this is a climate change story. Last year, 2023 was the UK's second warmest on record, according to provisional data from the Met Office. Uh, This puts it just behind 2022, which recorded an average temperature of just 0.06 degrees uh, Celsius higher on average. Uh, For both Wales and Northern Ireland, 2023 was the hottest year on record. The National Weather Service said climate change has made the high temperatures significantly more likely, Met Office senior scientist mike kendon said uh, the observations of the uk climate are clear climate change is influencing uk temperature records over the long term with 2023 going down as another very warm year uh, i don't know about anyone else who's listening but i do remember this summer or i don't remember this summer depends on how on your perspective because 2023 here in plymouth sunny plymouth as it's known but not in 2023 because we had an overcast of gray clouds for the entire year it certainly certainly was not the hottest year or the second hottest year on records here in plymouth uh while our climate will remain variable with periods of cold and wet weather what we have observed over recent decades is a number of high temperature records tumbling a summer in the uk was bookended for the hottest june and joint hottest september on record with temperatures reaching over 33 degrees centigrade but i haven't mentioned any of the other months where it was bloody freezing and gray and actually june we only had about a week uh, of decent summer or uh, decent blue skies and, and the same in september Uh, The UK has some of the oldest temperature records in the world. The Central England temperature series kept by the Met Office goes back to 1659. Uh, Despite successive hot years in records, the government was warned in July of leaving the UK unprepared for climate change by its own advisors. In 2022, around 3,000 more deaths than average uh, occurred in the over 65 category, we've reported, and 20% of operations were canceled. I have no idea uh, what that has got to do with climate change. Uh, and what they don't say is how many people die because of the freezing weather here in the UK, which I believe uh, we are about to experience um uh, in the next coming weeks they are they're talking about a snow bomb uh, or the uh, the beast from the east as it has been described uh, in previous years which normally hits us around mid to end January and carries through much through uh, uh, February where we have had genuinely freezing weather and a lot of death an illness occurs as a result of this weather, but they won't include that because it doesn't align with their narrative. Uh, and one final story, and then we'll go through a quick break and hopefully uh, we can get peers uh, in on the show. This is some new information that came across my uh, YouTube channel on Friday, I believe. Uh, maybe that's why it's why I've been having sleepless nights. Um, it's another catastrophe, another cataclysm that may happen in coming years. Uh, some of you may have heard of the asteroid Apophis. It's a 500 meters wide rock. Uh, it's about the size of the London Shard, uh, the UK's tallest building. Uh, it is a near-Earth object estimated to be about uh, 400 meters across. Uh, it was discovered in 2004 uh, and was named Apos- Apophis which is also, if you, want, if you know a bit about Egyptian mythology, Apophis is the god of death. So it's not new information. Oh, we've known about this asteroid since 2004. They said it's never gonna hit Earth and might come close in 2029. And actually NASA has recently recalculated the orbit of Apophis. And it will pass within 19,000 kilometers of Earth on the 13th of April, lucky for some, 2029, so five years' time. Uh, this is well, well within uh, geostationary satellite orbits, which orbit at about 35,000 kilometers. And calculations of this nature, uh, when they're calculating the orbital paths of rocks like Amuramur, which they got wrong by out by 40,000 kilometers, that's actually the sort of rounding error that can occur when doing uh, orbital calculations. Uh, And if there's even a a small percentage of that error in these NASA's calculations, this rock could well hit Earth. And that makes you ask a question about everything that we are experiencing now. Do the establishment know something that's coming on down later down the line 2029 like an asteroid impact that will be devastating to the planet this asteroid Apophis isn't a planet killer but it is a continent killer and could be even worse if it hits the oceans because uh, of the tsunami waves that it may generate if the establishment know this and they're managing to keep it quiet maybe that is why there is such a frantic and desperate rush to try and get the population under control. For those that believe in a depopulation agenda, maybe that's why they want to rapidly reduce the population so that it's easier to control. Somebody on my Twitter feed described it as pruning in order to increase the chances of humanity's survival after such an event. And to me, at least, um, this does actually make quite a lot of sense and you might even argue that if this was true, I'm not saying it is, the, the stuff about the asteroid, that's true, is coming so close to us, it literally is skimming our atmosphere. Uh, and this rock, 500 miles ride, will hit the, 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 uh, uh, the Earth with the force of about 50 gigatons of explosives. Uh, the, the Hiroshima explosion was just uh, 15 kilotons. So the difference. Is many, 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 many magnitudes of order in terms of explosive power. So uh, it would make the people in charge right now who are uh, dictating all this craziness to us trying to get us under control trying to get us on digital ID all the rest of it. If it's because they're trying to save humanity in the future. Would that make them the good guys. I don't know. I don't know. But it is a very, very interesting story. Uh, It's nice to have these types of distractions. uh, And I do suggest that uh, maybe go and have a look into the Apophis uh, asteroid uh, and have a look at the recalculations and just how close on April the 13th, 2029, this giant rock flies by Earth. I certainly will be somewhere with a telescope or a pair of binoculars uh, having a look uh, to see uh, what's going on on that particular day. Okay, we're going to a break now. Uh, Fingers crossed. I've got my man, Piers Corbyn, in the green room, ready to come on. And we're going to go straight in and start talking about uh, climate change, uh, censorship, agenda type stuff. So please stay right with us here on TNT Radio.
0: TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Just a terrible situation there, and Biden was behind it, pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. I bet you more than fifty percent didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in in uh, Palestine uh, with the U.S. since since well under Biden. Uh, Trump shut this down, thank God. But under Biden, Obama, they started sending billions over to. Uh, that part of the world. These people have been after Israel forever and and, uh, supported by Iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them, uh, you know, basically uh, create chaos in the Middle East, terrorism. And and we saw what happened earlier this year, about a month ago, uh, the two-in-one attack in Israel and the death and destruction, rape and kidnapping, more than 240 people kidnapped. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: I'm just going to do a little voice-up I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out, and I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to
3: literally be groomed. I just woke up one day and looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what the heck am I doing?
0: When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive,
2: your body image issues are worse that's not supposed to happen what do we do now detrans the dangers of gender-affirming care for more information go to prageru.com are we on the
0: air am i on the air you're on the air on the air 24 7 your news talk giant tnt
1: uh, welcome back to uh, tnt radio i've got peers He's there. He's in his, uh, he's in his studio. He's in his office. Uh, he's got all his <laughs> books in the back. Uh, he promised he wouldn't show me up. So I just said, oh, I'm a chemist, <laughs> uh, but he promised he wouldn't show me up. And everyone who comes on who's got a scientific background, I usually say that to him just in case. Uh, Pierce, thanks for joining us. Uh, I know you've just you. rushed here to get on air. Right. Uh, well. would you, w- would you please uh, introduce yourself to the audience uh, and just tell them uh, who you are and what you're all about?
4: okay well i'm Piers corbyn i'm a physicist and astrophysicist and long-range weather forecaster and uh a campaigner and i've been very active in the movement and uh been arrested 15 times uh, since uh, may 2020. Um, right now i'm doing a lot of things to re-expand uh the movement and i think maybe just reflecting back what's happened in the last uh well it was 20, it's three years now 2021 20, uh, well four years or oh, well we're in okay T- 2020 2021 2022 2023 so it's four years um in that time we've seen huge uh events and uh Things have got a lot better for me personally, um, but the New World Order is still pressing ahead with what they want to do. Uh, I mean, for example, um, after May the 16th, when uh, 40 police arrested me in 2020, uh, uh, when I walked around the street, sometimes I would get physically attacked and uh, shouted at. But now such items of interaction are very, very rare. And uh, mostly people run and say, well done, what you guys are doing is fantastic and so on. So there's been a big change in attitude. And what we have to do now is to convert that change of attitude into a willingness to take action. Because mm-hmm. it's all very well. People saying they know the truth and we know the truth. We're bound to win, but that is just not the case at all. Lots Mm -hmm. of people, lots of countries ever. Fascism has been introduced above people who knew it was a bad idea. But then Mm -hmm. it gets there all the same. So action is the key.
1: Um, You said you've been arrested 15 times. Uh, uh, Good effort. Well done. Um, Well, it depends what you've been arrested for. Before before Uh, that,
4: this is in the movement. I was arrested many times before that, doing various campaign things.
1: yeah so uh, was it you've been arrested for what for uh, your activism with regards to the covid agenda uh yes. smart well, in the past cities. It
4: was like squatting activity in various protests and uh, uh, this stuff has all been since may the 16th 2020 it's been um, for breaking the COVID rules generally speaking the first arrest okay. was for being assembling with more than two people there's one in Northern ireland assembling more than 15 people um well, those sort of things almost entirely
0: mm-hmm. uh, and
4: the charges have been dropped in some cases because my lawyers have argued very intensely with um crown prosecution services uh, but most of them have been hung on to and uh, uh fines have been uh, imposed uh, but i'm only paying those a little bit of five pounds a week so that will go on for some decades
1: i think uh, there's a good little trick there as well if you're listening then they do come to you with fines etc you can make a uh, a small offer of a pound or a couple of quid a week and actually they do have to accept that um and it's one way uh, of dealing with uh you know um you know onerous fines uh, and financial penalties that they might put on for you uh for oh, uh, no, he, me more than one person
4: it's necessary to be arrested sometimes so you yeah. know when I went to protest I'd think well okay am I ready to be arrested here if I need to be and I'd have to decide that before I arrive uh-huh. you know although sometimes it the necessity comes upon itself uh one of them I remember seeing the police thought no I don't want this and I ran away I ran them went down the tube but but they they followed me I thought I got away and they arrested me on this on the escalator and uh, I said to the was, "Look, you're half my age, and you're out of breath." And that sort of knocked them back a bit. But anyway, there's
1: still a race. Yeah, I was just—I was just going to make a comment on—you uh, know—if you were able to outrun the police, um, it doesn't actually say very much for our, our police first. Uh, no offense to you, you look very trim uh, for your <laughs> age, peers. Uh, but you would expect a twenty-something police officer with the bobby hat and that to, to, to comfortably yeah, yeah, run I'm you down. Well,
4: Catherine. last week, on, on the 30th, I outran a, a, uh, a transgender thief who tried to steal one of our posters, our banner, and, uh, well, he did steal it, well, he, uh, it was a he to she, trans, anyway. Uh, it was stolen by that person, and uh, I caught, caught uh, her up, um, a, a bit of a race. 90, yeah she had a 10 yard start and i caught up like she, she up after 90 yards and then had a bit of a wrestle and the police arrested arrested uh him for uh, her for assault
1: Okay um so th- the reason I wanted you to bring okay. you on is you, you are a uh, um a bona f- you're an astrophysicist you are a weather man um you work in that area as well you you um uh, you've got this organization that does uh, long term weather forecasting dot um,
4: well, com. you can download yep. things on there about the company but also about uh Man-made climate change. We got a pamphlet yeah. on there for and the
1: three-man yeah. climate change. Is not so, my, my first question to you, uh, Pierce, is: uh, What is your? And it's quite well known, but I'm going to ask you to repeat it probably for the millionth time. What is your appearance? Uh, uh, your opinion on man-made uh, climate change? Uh, what is the truth about our weather? Uh, and uh, what is in uh, according to you? What is the long-term outlook for climate? Here in the UK and across the planet, is it? Is it? Does it resemble anything your forecast? Does it resemble anything like the forecasts that the BBC use?
4: Right. No. What the BBC tell you now is complete lies, absolute fraud. Man-made climate change does exist, and I'll tell you more about why if we know that's true. Surely, But um, the data they've been putting up recently over the last year is complete lies. They've uh, changed the uh, figures they announce from the normally measured temperatures at six feet above the surface to measurements of what's on the ground, on the tarmac, and then screaming that the world's on fire and so on. Um, It's a lie. Second thing is they've actually been lighting fires around the world uh Greta Thunberg's cronies and um, we've had direct energy weapons that have lit fires on in uh, in the uh, Mediterranean Islands and on Hawaii for example uh-huh. and then they say this is climate change it is complete utter nonsense it's all there to try and uh, climate is changing due to that. another thing that they do is they change the data yeah, they physically change the data in the past to make the past um relatively the present relatively warm so you know when when one when you've got two temperatures in the past one higher than the other in the further in the past they change that to make it lower than the the current one is fraud 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 now you can get the actual data uh they do provide the actual data of data sets issued certain date data set issued another date and so on so you can see it in there but of course the public uh, don't see it in there. And this type of stuff will carry on and on and on. Anything that happens now, they pretend it's the biggest storm ever lie. The biggest storm ever in Britain was in 1703, um, when uh, Portsmouth was destroyed, completely destroyed by a stray tropical storm. And um, half the British fleet in port was destroyed. More than had been destroyed in all the wars, with the French
1: in the oh, pre- I didn't
4: know that. so anyway there you are and that was in a, a colder period that no, or well it was, yes it, it was in such a colder period so where's it all going uh-huh. well uh, they haven't told you this on the BBC uh, last year January the lowest Northern Hemisphere temperature ever recorded was measured in Russia and also there was super super cold in the USA. There'll be more things like this this year um currently in australia where it's the, sorry in the antarctic where it's the antarctic summer temperatures of minus 40 have been reached a record number of times in december a record number of times now that means the southern hemisphere is getting colder We're, we've now reached a point of um no return in a continuous or almost continuous cooling period because when the southern hemisphere gets cold the northern hemisphere gets cold and we have every year now the extent of sit of uh, snow cover and in, in the in the winter uh, the time it lasts is getting longer and longer and that means there's more reflect reflection of sunshine in the spring mm-hmm. and which keeps heat away from the earth so that will lead to cooling and colder summers oh. and so on so we're in a downward spiral which will reach its lowest to around 2030 and so on. And this is part of our long-range forecast about climate, which uh, about 2008, I gave a hundred year forecast of very general terms, but did explain this fall in temperature, which would occur towards this 2030, 2035, due to changing solar activity and the changing linkages between the sun and the Earth for magnetic connections.
1: It's the, because um, uh, I've got, I've actually got, you've brought up the poles, you've brought up the southern, um, uh, the southern hemisphere uh, is uh, getting colder, record yep. low temperatures and repeated record cool. low trend t- uh, temperatures in the Antarctica. I've got a story here that suggests oh, yeah. that the Arctic um has been warming uh that uh, there is melt there glacier melt that has allowed for uh, uh commercial travel you know the russians are going to be using it for commercial um uh, tra- uh, trade Absolutely. routes etc um are we on a trajectory towards well,
4: those stories are absolute- complete lies I, well i to deal with those stories first they are absolute lies. what we do have under the west antarctica Uh, ice shelf, there are volcanoes, undersea volcanoes, and there's more of those, and they happen in periods of generally low solar activity. So it's completely no surprise, but they report that to you. The facts about ice cover and the total mass of ice in the Antarctic is it's been increasing for the last 50 years. Uh, Snow cover in the Northern Hemisphere is now also increasing, and that's been going on for the last 5 or 10 years.
1: Is, our, is the trajectory of the climate on planet Earth uh, going towards, uh, back towards, not back to an ice age, because technically, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, technically we are still in an ice age because we've got the, these uh, uh, glaciers at the um, caps of the Earth north and south. Oh, no. uh, the ice age, you know,
4: yeah, yeah, well, okay, we're in, a, in the epoch of ice ages, i.e. a million years or so, where you have an ice age, and then you have a, uh, a warmer period for interglacials, and we're in an interglacial. You know, yep. In the bigger picture, okay, it's still ice age as opposed to the yep. you know, uh, Carboniferous period. Oh. When we,
1: yeah. um, so, everyone who's listening, please get your, get your questions into the live chat for Piers Corbyn, uh, and we'll be back. Uh, we're going to have an early break. We're we'll back just in a moment here on TNT
3: Radio. Here's a bushfire fact: bushfires can occur without warning. So, if you're travelling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. 1. Check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. 2. Think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? and where would you go? Check if there's a neighborhood safer place. Three, it's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire, and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit MyFirePlan.com.au today.
2: Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world, with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now.
1: Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option.
2: Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. In
0: 1620, the Pilgrim Fathers and the Mayflowers set sail from Plymouth to explore the New World. More than 400 years later, Darren from Plymouth explores today's New World. Darren from Plymouth is D.D. Denslow, and he's digging
1: deeper on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, welcome back to uh, TNT Radio. Uh, I'm here uh, talking with uh, Piers Uh Hopefully uh, your sound is uh, is a bit better now. I'm getting the thumbs up. Uh,
4: and my question... Yeah, we can, well, we can blame the uh, internet. Sort
1: of rather yeah, much. well, the, the internet in the UK is probably, it's third world. You know, you could go to, I don't know, some places, the rural areas of India and probably get better internet. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Thanks to Elon Musk uh, than we can here in the UK. Uh, we were just talking about uh, the trajectory of climate in the in, yes. uh, on planet Earth. Uh, that in a thousand years time or some time off in a distance, it's likely to be back to where we were during the ice age with a, a glacial maximum. Uh, if that is true and that used to be the science before they changed it all. Uh, yes. Why? Why are they so pushing so hard on this climate change narrative? And now well, the planet is getting hotter. Why?
4: It's about control. Um, the Club of Rome uh, after the war uh, agreed they needed some some narrative to control people a lot more and that we now can see was part of a, the trajectory of a political plan to uh, make a new world government, which is the World Health Organization is the uh, government in waiting in fact um yes so why did they tell you this well they tell us many lies to control um they did have the narrative actually the world was cooling in uh, in the 1970s and, uh-huh. you know, they talked about that happening and then realized it wasn't uh or if it wasn't it was wasn't much to say so they talked about warming instead and of course they have a convenient theory of warming which is completely incorrect it's fake physics but of course they, you know what i mean True or false doesn't matter to them. It's whether they can convince people or not. And, you know, look, I've learned a lot in the last two, well, three or four years of just things I thought were true, I realized are not true. A whole lot of history is just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we now know that, for example, COVID was created as a story in order to have the jab. It was not the jab created to control COVID uh-huh. it was a fact a fact which all science that have studied it recognize that the covid so-called virus never existed never existed so okay anyway back to the climate yes we are in a general cooling trend and it will reach a minimum of a little ice age in 2030 or 2035 then there'll be a warming not a very big warming but there will be a warming and generally speaking, for the following thousand or two thousand years, there'll be continual cooling, and then we'll reach a full ice age again. And the Russians will come. R- Russia will be ice covered. Um, Canada will be ice covered. Uh, ice will eventually come down to probably where it was in the last ice age. Britain was ice covered to about the M4. the yep. uh-huh. other below that was actually livable, though a bit cold. You know, <laughs> you walk into a, uh, a nice, uh, a nice wall would, would, would be as you went just north of where the M4 is now. Anyway, yes, that is the reality. It is borne out by data. Um, we know the man-made climate change theory is is a lie because we know actual measurements show. And you download our pamphlet, from weatheraction.com. Man-made climate change does not exist. Carbon dioxide levels follow temperatures, not the other way around so the, their cause and effect is is mixed up um this is uh, proxy data going back twenty thousand years accurately measured and there's other measurements going back uh, basically all the length of the current inter- so, so uh, and, and 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 into the last search
1: why? Why did they change from the global last last global warming question? And I've got many, yeah. But why did they change from? Uh, oh, we're gonna freeze. You got Spock out doing his no. video why have they why did they not just stick with that because actually that's a greater threat to our society our culture our technical yeah. technology etc than it getting hotter a global freeze is going to kill they saw a
4: way of control you see under the cooling thing there's nothing you can do about it except wait and be, do what you're told under this one um carbon dioxide is the devil you see when actually carbon dioxide is the gas of life but You've got to reduce your carbon dioxide, which means you have to stop breathing. Basically stop doing this, stop doing that. It's control, control, control. And the CO2 story is, is a big one. Um, uh-huh. it is a complete line. So this coming year, we've got to launch a Zex campaign, which is zero carbon exit. I'm just looking for the leaflet on that, um, uh-huh. which, uh, rhymes with Brexit, of course. Anyway, uh, that is the general idea. Well, no, this is a slightly different. Okay. So look out for a campaign on Zexit and also look at campaigns of saying no to the WHO, the World Health Organization.
1: Do you think the climate change narrative is actually failing? It's it's, it's actually one it of the is, false yeah. narratives pushed people. upon us that that people just ain't buying, uh, and it may actually a bit like the trans issue. Uh, if uh, if Piers hasn't run them all down, uh, a bit like that, it's like a it's a hill that, that the left might die on the climate change narrative.
4: Yes. Well, it's interesting. These people call themselves left. You see, you know. The same I, I just used
1: that as a term. It's throw oh, away.
4: That's fair enough. No. They, do. they do. I mean, I don't identify with them. Uh, when, of course, in the past, I was uh, left. Well, I suppose I still am in, in my mind, but it's the words don't mean anything. So I don't use those anymore. The way forward in the world, there's a choice between accountability, accountable politics, and a world tyranny. And the, the World Economic Forum are clear. They want world tyranny. They said so um and the reason why they attack our politicians apart from the fact they actually are liars cheats thieves and so on is that they want you to know that liars, cheats and thieves so that they can be replaced by a new world order i mean what's wrong with new what's wrong with the world what's wrong with order such a nice phrase isn't it Uh so don't use their 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 vocabulary it's new world tyranny Mm
1: Okay um you, you mentioned politics we've talked about the left um uh, you actually have a very famous uh, a, a, a brother politician uh, before uh, I I don't really want to focus too much on Jeremy I'm more interested in yeah. labor you are an ex uh, you're an ex labor councillor uh, an ex member of the labor party uh, back in 2019 uh you, from my perspective, and I've learned a lot over the last few years, Jeremy Corbyn was the devil and that Boris Johnson was a much better option. That was my opinion in 2019. And to you, his brother, I take that back. I, don't, I, I regret being so easily fooled by the mainstream media. Uh, would we have been better off with a Labour government led by your brother rather than Boris Johnson? and uh what do you think about the political situation in england in england or uk in 2024 with a potential starmer government uh coming on down the line in a, from maybe just a few months time so i am actually terrified again but i might be fooled maybe starmer is the good guy and we're just being led to believe he's a bad guy uh, what's your opinion on, on the state of uk politics my friend
4: right well firstly the, all the political parties in parliament the leaderships, are dominated
1: by okay it looks like uh pierce has frozen um uh okay well i do actually have a story here uh labor mp issues damning verdict uh, on Keir Starmer's readiness to be prime minister, uh, Labour government has cast doubt uh, of Sir, K- Sir Keir Starmer's readiness uh, to be the prime minister, saying he may not be able to create a stable government. Uh, it can probably highly, highly likely uh, to be true. A Labour MP has issued a damn verdict on how ready Sir Keir Starmer is to be prime minister. Uh, John Crudus, a man I've never heard of, told the New Statesman that the Labour leader's methods will not. Allow for a stable government should they win in the upcoming general election. The MP for Dagenham and Raynham and former party policy coordinator said that Labour has embraced political quietism uh, in preference to radical change uh, we need radical change but probably not what the lefties throw term throw away term not what the lefties want as radical change uh, i can't think of an example of labor creating a mandate in government cruder said to me at the moment it's pretty elusive target starmerism uh, some will say well he travels light and that's good i'm not as sure it allows for a durable uh, Labour government. Uh, however, Labour aides have claimed that Starmer is more radical than critics claim. One said he showed in his pledge last autumn to get rid of restrictive planning laws. and and the party is currently finalising policy for its manifesto. Rishi Sunak said an election would take place this year with predictions that it may be as soon as May. And Piers is back in the house. Um, we, we lost you for a second there. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, I was just asking you, you know, what, what, what does the political future hold for the UK? He was talking about how all the parties are the same cheek uh, or different That's cheeks right. of the same arse. Uh, That's right. Carry on where, no, carry uh, on where you left off, this
4: Okay, well, the way to win is not going to be in what I would call the political circus. What we've got to do is practical action to break all the legs of the new world tyranny. Break the virus con, the climate con, the war con, where they, you know, you have a war here or there and it, it controls you. All the jab programs, which the World Health Organization wants to reintroduce. They must be taken down. You know, we close down the jab centers. 5g control it's got to be done. with all the money control the digitalization of money keep cash all those campaigns have to be done okay but now what about the circus itself well had my brother stuck to his 2017 policies and respected the brexit referendum he would have won in 2019 however he was lied to and tricked and uh, manipulated by people in the party, his so-called friends, John MacDonald and others, to do a oh. U-turn on Brexit. That's what lost it. What he should have said, and I told him this, he said, you have said, look, okay, we've got Brexit. Is it going to be a Labour Brexit or a Brexit under that lying Boris Johnson? Everyone knew Boris Johnson was a liar. With that, he could have won. But instead, idiots and agents of the World Economic Forum, such as John MacDonald, convinced him to do a U-turn. That was his defeat. It was all the other stuff about anti-Semitism, which was a pack of lies. That wasn't the main thing which lost it. So it would have been better under him, yes, because we would have, you know, uh, proper state spending on sensible things would have happened. Um, Would he have gone along with the COVID con? Difficult to say, because he, he, uh, you know, he... (laughs) He, he complied with masking and paid fines and all that nonsense and uh, has gone along with the JAM program too and supports the uh, uh, clean air zones such as exit. Uh, sorry, not ZEXIT, ULES, Ultra Low yeah. Emissions, zone and those things. Well, maybe he would have been convinced by those by Action from Below. I, I don't know. Certainly he'd be more responsive to Action from Below than Boris Johnson was.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and i don't think anyone could disagree that uh if you had uh yeah you've got boris johnson in one hand jeremy corbyn in the other who cares about the people uh and people's rights and fundamental freedoms more um it would almost certainly be uh and there might be people who are going to vilify me now for saying this but on reflection almost certainly your brother uh jeremy corbyn and i and I have story. Does a huge amount so- of
4: work in this constituency, he does yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time, makes sure it happens, you know, really does. Uh, and, and you know, whatever his politics on what I just said about the, the jab, I would support his re election where he is as an MP because he serves the people. Whereas Boris Johnson expects the people to serve him uh-huh. after all, where did he come from, you know, on the
1: class back. I, I was, yeah, yes, he is. Yes, he is. And he's also <laughs> a traitor. Uh, Boris Johnson's also a traitor to his country. A man who wanted to be remembered like Churchill, wrote a book <laughs> on Churchill, yeah, and then went and locked us down, stripped us of all those freedoms and basically behaved like a Nazi. Um, uh, yeah, I've got, I, I can't. I've got to be careful what I say with Boris Johnson uh, because uh, I'm live on air and I don't want to get in trouble for using foul language. I was sent a story this morning. It's just been published this morning uh, by the Daily Mail. Uh, Is former Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn poised to set up a rival party and deal an election blow to Keir Starmer? I'm not going to read the story. That's the opening sort of gambit question uh, as a headline. and uh, Basically, I'm asking you that question Is he going to stand as an independent and serve his constituency? Or is he going to to create some sort of opposition, some left-wing opposition uh, to Labour?
4: Well, very important question now. I think he will stand as an independent in his own constituency. Will it be under the guise of a new party? I don't know. You see, most of the people talking about new parties are Tories. Uh, They want him to split the Labour vote. And uh, Remain and Reclaim, for example, I believe was specifically created in order, actually, uh, to do the opposite, to take away Tory votes and give Starmer a clear run. Starmer is the World Economic Forum choice. Now, will could the Labour left or the ex-Labor left save us from uh Anything. Well, the answer to that is absolutely no. Because if you look at their policies, the ex-Labor left believe in jabbing. They believe in ultra-low emissions. They believe in climate change. They support transgenderism. They are just Starmer light. That is all they are. Now, I'm sorry to have to say that about my brother. Apart from Palestine, of course, he's excellent on Palestine.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right. They he's right
4: do it. not represent the interests of the people. So we have to get people out of the circus. And we now have a united front around the country, which lots of different groups, different parties, small little parties, but united around a common, simple set of, of principles. The uh, 12 principles of the, 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 the united front. And you can see a telegram on that. I mean, the first principle is men are men, women are women. And you go to a Labour Party meeting, you're called a Nazi, if you say it. Yeah. Second one is roads are for travelling. Not, not, uh, not uh, taxation trickery and uh, you know zoning. Third one is man-made climate change. Only this fourth one, whatever is end the job programs and so on. Uh-huh. So they're straightforward things in the interest of the people. Any party that, or person that wants to support should go around those. And it's important to have these principles because there are people around like Lawrence Fox who pose as you know freedom lovers, but support genocide in in palestine now, now you know well, why are these people here they're put there they're paid to be there or encouraged to be there or whatever or they're on ego trips who knows but there's numbers of parties like that around or or, or wannabes of different sorts and you know the united front will sort out the uh, sheep from the goats if you like so we'll uh-huh. know and not to be anyone who's got support these could stand in the in the elections and i think we should have more and more and more people standing in the elections coming up it doesn't mean well you might win some of them you will but to get across the idea to beat the new world tyranny we have to do action from below uh, Uh, i've
1: I've actually i've done it twice i've stood in local elections twice as an independent Uh, i've got I've got 5% both times. So uh, they now call well, me 5%. They call it's me 5% what? Darren. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. <laughs> and I actually, uh, I had an email uh, just before Christmas, uh, somebody sort of trying to. Uh, uh uh touch me up try to ask me darren are you interested in standing uh, as an mp in plymouth and i'm like i only get five percent so uh i might not even get five percent and get my money back but it is something that's circulating in, in my thoughts at the moment that i might just go well, and, and stand do it. as an darren, MP do it. Uh, just if to you're... get the message out and just to steal some votes of people who i believe uh, are an enemy of the country and they wear red Blue, uh, red, or blue rosettes. In fact, there's green out there and yellow as well. All four of those parties are unsupportable. Uh, we've got a couple of Correct. minutes left. Literally two minutes left, Piers. How so, finish on a positive note? How do we get this message out in 2024 to stop people voting for for our for our for our, our, our jailers? Right. Yeah. How do we stop Good.
4: them? Well, first thing is people like you and you in particular, I would say, should stand under the general banner of the united front put forward your details about plymouth whatever i don't know It doesn't matter but under the basic principles and if we do that all over the country people will suddenly relate to it and it's not an alternative party as such it's like an umbrella of parties i mean technically it may become a legally a party but it's not structured like that it's so it's a federation so that is the most positive thing we can do now and in your area set up uh, united front groups like you know the united front plymouth set that up get people involved and action give out leaflets um to boycott mcdonald's for example because they give money to the uh, uh, israeli um genocide machine take uh. action on cash keep cash uh, go into shops and uh, give the cash like i did for the strawberries and aldi and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah force these um, mechanisms to control you uh, into oblivion, and we can do that. We are winning on the cash campaign, and that is very important. Yep. Um, yep. On a positive note, I would say, yeah, uh, unite know. around the principles I mentioned, set up action groups and find things to do. And if there's a new lockdown, take to the streets, take over the town hall. I mean, think about how we Want the world to be actually one, and that could be glorious. And if we don't, we'll be well, in some sort Inslave. of prison.
1: <laughs> we'll be enslaved. Piers, it's been an honor to have and you. On. I'm going to on the t shirt. I can yeah. see it. I can't see it quite. That's it, my friend. Resist. Thank you so much. Revolution is the only solution. Uh, thank you very much, Piers. has been an honour. And I'm going to email you for some details on the United Front. And everyone else who's listening, please stay right with us. Uh, Simon Gold uh, from the UNN is flying his way in any moment now. So stay here with us on TNT Radio.